Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Well, guys, we're going to be talking about the scam organization known as BLM, aka Black Lives Matter. The Marxist organization, started by three women, three lesbian women, they don't exactly like the nuclear family. And they have all of these Marxist ideologies out there. Now, Patrice Cullors. Remember, she stepped down as the leader of BLM because she was enriching herself. This woman cashed in millions of dollars and she's supposed to be a Marxist. However, she got exposed. Uh, Patrice Cullors made a lot of money off of the griff. The race griff is big money. I told you guys that I probably actually need to change my profession so I can actually make some of this money. However, BLM Global Network is under new leadership. However, guys, it seems to be the same old tune. BLM Global Network is doing nothing for black lives. Here we go, guys. BLM Chapter Sue, organization head over alleged $10 million theft. So another leader comes in and it's the same old thing. They're scamming the organizations. They're not doing anything for the chapters whatsoever. The chapters are on their own. Nothing's changed. It says here, a lawsuit filed by a coalition of 26 Black Lives Matter chapters has accused the organization's foundation head of unjust enrichment, specifically the theft of $10 million in charitable contributions from four personal expenditures. Of course. Is this really a surprise to anybody that's actually been paying attention that the head of Black Lives Marches would actually take the money for themselves? Not a surprise to me. Black Lives Matter grassroots claims that Shalomaya, I guess that's what you pronounce the name, Bowers, the leader of the BLM Global Network Foundation, defrauded the local activist groups by siphoning funds away from them. Quote, The assets that we built, the financial resources, the social media platforms, and the name Black Lives Matter have been taken from us and are under control, under the control of consultants. Dr. Melina Abdullah, the director of BLM Grassroots and a co-founder of BLM Los Angeles chapter, said at a recent press conference. Bowers denied that he engaged in financial misconduct suggesting that the BLM Grassroots Network is complicit in systemic racism in launching litigation against him. His consulting firm was allegedly paid $2 million by the foundation in fiscal year 2020, according to a tax filing. Lawyer Walter Mosley 
representing the plaintiffs in the case, told the Los Angeles Times that Bowers funneled money from the organization to his business and charging astronomical fees in the multi-millions. Quote, the lawsuit demands that they return the people's funds and stop impersonating Black Lives Matter, Mosley said in a statement. Bowers said the complaints who named him and the headquarters in the suit have fallen victim to the carceral logic and social violence that fuels the legal system. Quote, they would rather take the steps, the same steps of our white oppressors. They play in the race card against their own other black people. Anyway, they would rather take the same steps of our white oppressors and utilize the criminal legal system, which is propped up by white supremacy. Oh my goodness. The same system they say they want to dismantle to solve movement disputes. The BLM Global Networks Foundation Board of Directors on which Bauer serves, said in a joint statement. The suit filed in Los Angeles Superior Court has asked for damages and restitution as well as a temporary restraining order to bar the umbrella organization from accusing, from assessing, I should say, the BLM accounts and website. So there you have it, guys. BLM Global Network not doing anything to help the chapters. This is not a surprise to anybody that's actually been paying attention to BLM. The organization is a scam. It is a race grift, nothing more. Why do people still believe that Black Lives Matter is going to make any difference for black people? The only thing BLM is good for is out there rioting, looting, and murder. That's it. Nothing more. So people that actually still giving money to BLM, man, you must be a Marxist yourself. Probably probably are Marxists that actually donate to BLM. But it's not actually doing nothing for the black community. Nothing whatsoever. And now BLM Global Network is basically calling the other BLM chapters white supremacists. Go figure with that. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let's so stick about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Network. Well, I saw this video and was like, well, this seems interesting because this this university is owned by the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I was like, why exactly would you go to this university? And this is what social justice warriors and the woke leftist mob tends to do. They're going to go somewhere they know their ideology is not matched up with and then cause trouble. It's like, why did you pick this university exactly if you know they don't align where your ideology is from a personal standpoint? Let's look at this. This is kind of interesting. BYU removes pamphlets advertising off-campus LGBTQ resources from new student bags. Hmm. I'm going to put LGBT pamphlets in student bags at Brigham Young University. I don't get that. 
I don't get why you're even there. It, this, is, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's showing up everywhere. Brigham Young University, BYU. By the way, this is where they're having the uh, fake... Uh, this is where the fake ra- uh, race hoax just took place that we're covering over on Black and White Sports. This is Fox News, too. Brigham Young University, BYU, removed pamphlets advertising off-campus resources for LGBTQ students from welcome bags given to new students in August. If you're part of that particular ideology in that community, that sexual preference, why are you going to this university? I mean, did you not think this might possibly be frowned upon? Just wondering. Uh, This is what I mean. Try to force this ideology into a place that they know isn't really going to accept it. And and they shouldn't even try. I'm just keeping it real here. Uh, The university, which is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, removed the literature from the bags because the administration wants students to use the school's new office of belonging as their primary resource for such things, according to uh, NBC News. Made by the Rainbow Collective, (laughs) good God, a nonprofit not officially affiliated with BYU, the pamphlets offered information about regular events available to LGBTQ students off campus, as well as a list of local organizations that offer therapy, safe housing, mentorship, and other things. Madison Tenney, a BYU student who is gay, told NBC News that she made the pamphlets after having felt lonely as a new student in Provo, Utah, where the students are forbidden from engaging in, quote, same-sex romantic behavior at the risk of being unenrolled. Let's think about that for just a quick second. Why did Madison Tenney decide to attend the school that has a policy that forbids same-sex romantic behavior to begin with, where you can run the risk of getting unenrolled? She felt lonely. Well, what did you think was going to happen? Okay, if you can get into BYU, likely you might be able to get into Stanford, okay, or some other, uh, uh, you know, University of California, some other university that is going to more align with the things you do in your private life. A religious university, yeah, probably going to kind of frown on what it is that you do in your personal life versus the values of this university. I. I mean, look, this is where it just baffles the mind. Like, why are you even trying this? Why did you even go enroll to this university? Or or was your point is, let me go there and start a bunch of trouble. So all of a sudden it becomes news. And given BYU's recent behavior where they banned the student section over a hoax at volleyball games, there's no telling what BYU will do here. I'm just calling them out. Quote, I remember sitting in my white dorm room with these cement walls and breaking down. Tenney told the outlet, quote, I didn't know anyone who was like me who wanted to be faithful and embrace the fullness of themselves. Okay. Tenney explained that she paid the resequent $200, signed a contract with BYU student newspaper, Daily University, which compiled the welcome bag she dropped all 5,000 of the pamphlets 
which she described as being, quote, very vanilla, very in line with church teachings. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. Quote, we tried really hard to make sure it was kosher and in line with policy. We really didn't hear anything back besides it looks great. Tenny later reportedly received a message from a friend who told her she had been instructed as a resident assistant to remove the rainbow collected pamphlets from each bag outside of the student rooms. Upon further investigation, Tenny learned that the Office of Student Life decided to remove the pamphlets after deeming they went against the teachings of the church. Well, no kidding. You don't say. I mean, (laughs) color me surprised and shocked and floored. The administration explained in a statement to NBC that they would, quote, would like our students and employees to utilize our new office of belonging as their primary resource in these efforts. The decision to remove the materials by Student Life was based on the university's commitment to provide support through office of belonging and our counseling services and not to allow outside entities to imply affiliation or endorsement from the university. BYU created the Office of Belonging in August 2021 and said in its announcement that the office would, quote, focus primarily on coordinating and enhancing belonging services and efforts on the campus. I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that group is part of. Is that an LGBTQ group that's at BYU University? That doesn't make any sense to me because the prior comment came out and said that it did not align with the values of the university. Again, you know, if you know you're going to live this ulterior lifestyle, why did you go to this school to begin with? Now, here you are at the school. It's become a national story because it's made Fox News and NBC News. And, of course, the media is going to shield the gay person. That's just the way it goes, right? Uh, they're not going to... They're not going to give any credit to the university or call out the student for having gone there to begin with, even though the, the university's ideologies and belief system doesn't match the lifestyle the student is choosing to lead. There you go. You see how that works? We'll go there. We'll start a bunch of trouble and see if we can get the university to bend the knee, just like they did to Rachel Richards, Richardson of Duke University, who said she was called the N-word during a volleyball game that it just so happens after a full investigation, they have found out to be Bubba Wallace, Jussie Smollett 2.0. Three point, I guess she would be 3.0. You get the point. I, I hope BYU... Considering its re- religious religion and, and ideologies there, would not choose to change any policies for Madison and her lifestyle. Let Madison go find her a university where she's going to be more accepted. All right, those students are coming there because they want to be more religious, be in, you know, uh, uh, aligned with the teachings of God, and meet people of like mind. Unbelievable. Um, and I got to understand, I mean, lifestyle and, and religion, I, I, I don't know. I mean, is there some kind of a, to my knowledge, there's not some kind of a get out of free jail card to be gay in the Bible. Maybe I don't know that. Is there that, wife? Can I get a louder no? No. No. That's what I thought. Peace. I'm out. Until next time.
tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Sports 2. We're going to talk about John Gruden because yet another one of his former players has come out. Another black man. I hate that I have to actually even bring that up. But let's face it. Uh, the NFL, the league, targeted John Gruden over some emails, and now everybody likes to claim that he's racist, except it seems like there's a lot of black men that have come out that know John Gruden that have actually said there is no way in hell this man is a racist. If you want to point to something more recent that he has done, how about giving Darren Waller a second chance? I think that's... I think that's lost on a lot of people. I really do. People have also talked about his draft record. Uh, yeah, yeah. In the er, in the early rounds, not great. But he has found some really good later round talent. I mean, has he not? And or some diamond in the rough talent. Darren Waller, Colton Miller, Hunter Renfro. Does any of those folks ring a bell that are major contributors to the Raiders. Why are they getting rid of the running back? I don't I don't get that. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I think he's a good running back. I, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. John Gruden wants to coach again. Okay? Uh, he says he wants back in the NFL. And a man that played for John Gruden, a guy that I consider to be in the hall of very good, a guy that just teetered on the edge of Hall of Fame, if he would have probably put up maybe a couple of thousand more yards in the NFL, we he would probably be in the Hall of Fame or would be looking at eventually making it in because he won a Super Bowl as well. Uh, Spider-Man himself, Andre Risen. And in case you're wondering, Andre Risen, what kind of a career did he have? How about over 10,000 yards and 84 touchdowns? and a Super Bowl, and five all, uh, five Pro Bowls, and one All-Pro. Andre Risen was a hell of a wide receiver in the NFL. And um, I'm not sure we talk about that enough. If you're, if you're old enough like me, where you actively watched Andre, Andre Risen play every week, you knew how good he was. I mean, he was really damn good. Andre Risen, Gruden deserves coaching chance interesting he he brings up god here you don't hear many athletes actually do this these days they're all scared of being canceled this is tmz john gruden is hoping to get one more chance at leading an nfl team and his former player andre risen says he deserves that opportunity telling tmz sports he would not defend the coach if he truly believed he was not a man of character the former Raiders coach recently opened up about the email scandal that led to his departure in Las Vegas, saying his words were, quote, shameful, but was hoping mistakes wouldn't permanently keep him out of the league. Risen, who played for Gruden on the Raiders in 2000, tells us he believes his old coach is sincere about his regret and accountability and says if he were in charge of a team right now, He'd be giving John a call. Quote, no one is God, Risen said. For some reason in today's time, everybody thinks they're God. And now because of social media and whatever other platforms, that they can voice their opinions. 
God gave him a gift to coach, and it's up to him and God if he repents and forgives his negatives and his faults and his defaults. I have no problem with it. Ryzen says he knows firsthand Gruden is not a racist, adding for him to be a racist, if he was a racist, he darn sure gave a lot of black athletes chances and opportunities to put food on the table for their families. Uh, that's a great, great quote on this entire situation from Andre Risen. Gruden has been out of the league since 2021 when his emails, including homophobic and racist language, were made public. Risen says Gruden should get the benefit of the doubt. Quote, we all say things we regret. I'm not going to back him if he's on the negative side, especially on that type of coin. And he knows that. Uh, so, um, let's see. That makes Randall Cunningham, Warren Sapp, and now Andre Risen that have all come out and said they know for a fact, without a doubt, John Gruden is not a racist. And, and that was such a good line. He gave a, a lot of black men a lot of opportunities to put food on the table for their families. I, I mean, I think that's a fantastic line. And I like the fact that he was unafraid to just get religion involved here and say, look, you're on social media. Oh, you're on Twitter. You're outraged. It doesn't matter. You're not God. Period. Okay. And, and that's part of the problem with today's society, the NFL included makes way too many decisions based on the backlash from social media. I mean, honestly, shouldn't even take it into account. Nobody should. I mean, Twitter is literally an imaginary uh, place made up of nothing but the most progressive woke idiots ever assembled, okay? I mean, the Injustice League of progressive woke idiots is what makes up Twitter. Plain and simple, we know that. But corporations and businesses like the NFL have literally built their policies around Twitter. That's where we're at. The most poisonous place on earth is where people like the NFL, organizations like the NFL, has decided to go to make decisions. It's absolutely pathetic. It really is. You know... Um, we didn't like the fact that John Gruden was canceled over things that happened years ago, things that happened when he was with ESPN, not, not coaching in the NFL. And my issue is simple. Okay. If you get into everybody's emails and I don't give a shit who you are, I don't care what color you are, white, black, yellow, polka dotted. I don't care. We have all said some whack heinous shit and you will never convince me that anybody is perfect in a million years that includes john gruden but what i know is the second run with the raiders he was getting better that team was getting better every year when he got fired they had a winning record they were five and four and that was on top of having to deal with henry ruggs just something to think about i i i said the other day I don't think Gruden ends up back in the NFL. I don't. But I do think he could end up in college. I truly believe that's going to end up being where we see him, right? Lovey Smith did a little 
tour of duty with Illinois. That kind of thing is what I'm talking about, right? Tell me what you think, black and white sports two fans. Andre Risen, the Spider-Man, comes out, co-signs John Gruden. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rutrans for our Black and White Sports 2. Well, not every video we do on this channel has got to be ultra serious or sinister or have some kind of a criminal element to it or just some kind of drama. In this particular case, college football came back yesterday in full force. And Wisconsin, of course, has one of the best traditions in all of college football when the entire home stadium jumps around to House of Pain, of course, Everlast and those guys. I've seen them in concert. Um, and yesterday on the broadcast for Fox Sports was the legendary Tim Brando from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, not too far from me, about an hour away, and legendary Oklahoma Sooner running back Spencer Tillman, also played with the Oilers and my 49ers, won a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers back in the day with Joe Montana when they beat the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm that old. Uh, so we're going to watch this because <laughs> they had a pretty wild moment that they caught in the booth on camera. Now, keep in mind, these guys have worked together in some form or fashion across various networks for like 25 years. They've hosted shows together, radio shows pre-game, college football shows, I mean, you name it, because Spencer Tillman's from Houston, and, I mean, there's just, you know, there's they've built a really strong working relationship, right? Um, and people are going to see this, and I know there's going to be people like, oh, my God, that's gross. I get it. Okay, fine. But college football is back, and this was caught on camera, and, yeah, I thought it was funny. Bro Bible. Fox Sports' Tim Brando grinds on co-broadcaster on air during Wisconsin's jump around. Keep in mind, Tim Brando is 66 years old, and Spencer Tillman is 58. And we know, okay, so let's just go for it here. But some people were a little too excited for the new season. They're talking about the season kicking off. That includes Fox Sports broadcaster Tim Brando, who got up close and personal with co-broadcaster Spencer Tillman on Saturday night. Tim Brando grinds on co-broadcaster Spencer Tillman in the broadcast booth. Brandon and Tillman were in Camp Randall to watch number 18 Wisconsin host Illinois State to begin the year. The Badgers rolled to a 31-0 lead after three quarters, thanks in large part to running back Braylon Allen. So, let's get down here. Between the third and fourth quarters, the stadiums came to life as House of Pain's jump around blared over the PA. The song has been part of a tradition dating back to 1998 and one of the best scenes in all of college football. Yeah, I got up this morning just so I could uh, stroll over and see the Wisconsin uh, jump around. So, let's see this.
Yeah, I mean, that, this is such a great scene in college football. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> is Spencer Tillman trying to twerk? Look at this. I swear he got down in the twerking position. And, and Brando's doing a I'm going to whip his ass move back there. <laughs> let's look at this. and Let's look at this right here. Okay, we got slow motion. Okay, there's a little nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Okay. And then they're going, there's Tillman hitting the twerking position. And here comes Brando. Oh, with the slap of that ass right there. Wow. <laughs> Let's do it again in full. <laughs> this is absolutely ludicrous. Wow. Wow. Needless to say, guys, this has actually trended everywhere at this point. It's got about 400,000 views on it as of right now, and now it's going to get a few more. Look. Nothing sinister going on here with these two. Um, I saw this and was like, oh, we're doing a little reaction to to Brando and Tillman uh, getting crazy in the booth over House of Pain. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Tell me what you think, Black and White Sports 2 fans. Oh, it don't always have to be Matt Ariza or some kind of crazy-ass drama. Occasionally, we just do a fun video. Peace, I'm out. Until next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for our black and white sports. My goodness, Joe Rogan's out there dropping some hits right now. He came out, trolled Joe Biden over his um, Adolf Hitler Emperor Palpatine uh, speech the other day. Of course, that had the worst optics in the history of all optics. I was waiting for them to bust out and start burning Bibles at any moment. Uh, wow, it was epically ominous and bad. Well, one of the people he's also went after lately is one Kamala Harris. Why has he went after Kamala Harris? Because, oh my God, free Brittany Griner. We've got to get Brittany Griner out of Russia. She's wrongfully detained. Now, why has Joe been nailing her to the absolute wall? Well, because she had a terrible history of locking people up in California for weed. And in some cases, extending sentences out. I mean, truly repugnant behavior when it came to marijuana. Plain and simple. And not only that, we got, uh, we got a bazillion people locked up for the very thing that Russia has got Brittany Griner locked up for and nobody's wearing free American Free American citizens from jail for weed buttons. They're not. Nobody's going on TV and banging that drum. But Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they're all in on a WNBA player. So, Joe Rogan, 
after slamming her the other day, has come out and he has epically trolled the shit out of Kamala Harris. And this is beautiful. Now, we know Joe Rogan is a proponent of the cannabis, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think most of us at this point are surprised there's any states it's not legal in. Um, Not to mention the tax revenue it can bring a state. Joe Rogan mocks Kamala Harris with hilarious new poster for her upcoming show. And guys, this poster is epic. This is OutKick. Like any other, who is this? Mark Harris. I'm not even sure who Mark Harris is, but okay, Mark Harris. Uh, Welcome to OutKick, I guess, even though I don't work for OutKick. Like any other great comic, Joe Rogan makes fun of certain people and current events that others may avoid due to the fear of pushback. (laughs) Certainly not us. He isn't worried about upsetting the woke mob as evident in his latest promotional poster which includes both Kamala Harris and Brittany Griner. Rogan has called out Harris countless times on his podcast since she became vice president, but she's been mentioned more lately with Griner locked up in a Russian prison. Occupy Democrats want Joe Rogan canceled from Spotify. That's correct. Quote, that's, the, that's why the hypocrisy of Brittany Griner's situation was so egregious in this country. Rogan told Aaron Rodgers on a recent episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, where Kamala Harris is talking about how horrible it is that Brittany Griner is in jail, quote, well, you put people in jail. You did. Thousands of people in jail for marijuana. Rogan's statement is factual. More than 1,900 people were in prison in California for marijuana-related offenses while Kamala Harris served as Attorney General. Harris clamoring about Griner being arrested and imprisoned on drug charges in a foreign country, no less, is rich, to say the least. Yeah, Kamala Harris is a massive hypocrite. To make his point about Harris even clearer, he put her on a poster to promote his upcoming show in Ohio. Rogan is being arrested on the poster for smoking, you got it, the marijuana, in the photoshopped image with Harris wearing a free Britney Griner pin. Look at this epicness. Kamala Harris, that's right, dressed as a police officer. Although I hate to... (laughs) No offense to police officers. Oh, wow. Free Britney Griner is what that button says. And that is Kamala with her uh, prototypical low IQ cackle. That's right. And there's Joe. Oh crap! Smoking a little of the a little of the wacky weed right there, going uh, with a complete and total oh shit look on his face because he's being arrested by Kamala Harris on his poster while Kamala is out there promoting getting Brittany Griner out of jail. For weed. My God. 147,000 likes. Wow. This surely won't anger anyone on social media. It's just an example of Rogan not caring what others think, which is one of the reasons he has the ginormous following he does. Yeah, he's got 11 million listens a day. 
55 million a week times four. You do the math. I mean, he's got the biggest reach of really anybody out there right now. Uh, that's a fact. And I think that's because, number one, he's really good at interviewing folks. Number two, he asked, generally speaking, all the right questions. He doesn't always have people on I want to watch. I am selective about my Joe Rogan content. Um, but he has a lot of fitness people on, a lot of people involved with UFC because he works for UFC, and all of this sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy his show. And lately, boy, he kind of went from... I'm, I'm still a liberal to vote Republican. That was just last week. I And by the way, they tried to cancel him again over that. And this time, and I think this speaks to where we are now versus where we are, where we were maybe, what, a year ago when they were trying to cancel Joe? It got no traction, okay? Last time, it stayed in the news cycle for like two weeks. This time... Really nowhere to be seen. One day, that had legs and was gone. That makes you wonder uh, if the climate is shifting out there politically. I hope. I hope, especially after Adolf in his speech the other day. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. That is an epic poster. It really is. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Fox's new number one guy on NFL. That's Kevin Burkhart. That's right. He'll be teamed up in the booth with Greg Olson. You want to talk a meteoric rise for an ex-player to the top of the charts? Well, that's until the GOAT decides to retire. With the way things are going for the GOAT right now, that may be tomorrow for all I know. I don't know. He's still in a bind, I believe, with the misses, from what I hear. Well, I got to tell you, I like Kevin Burkhart. He's pretty damn good, and I like the response that he gave to what's going to be the hate on Twitter, because he's going to get hate from those assholes on Twitter about his in-booth performance he always did. I did not realize so many people hated Joe Buck. I, I, I didn't know that till just the last couple of years, and... um I started paying attention to it, and I think he's okay. I mean, look, I used to be a really big baseball guy, so, I mean, Joe Buck goes way back for me, right? And his dad also. Uh, so I guess I never minded Joe Buck as much. A lot of people say he's terrible. I like Romo, to be honest with you, uh, and and Jim Nance. Uh, Jim Nance and Romo, to me, are, are I think, the best, best pair going right now. But Burkhardt's pretty good. And he is also the future guy with Tom Brady. Uh, so let's get to this because he's pretty blunt about what the what's going to be a message he's sending straight to the haters with a proactive strike. And he he doesn't bend the knee here at all. Got to be honest with you, I like that. Doesn't really care who he makes mad and who doesn't like the job he's doing. Got to be doing something right to make make it number one in the booth, I think, anyway. This is Florio. Next week, Kevin Burhart officially 
debuts as the number one NFL play-by-play announcer at Fox. He'll work the biggest games. He'll handle the NFC Championship. He'll call two of the next three Super Bowls. He'll potentially become a social media pincushion. Of course he will. Absolutely, but I'm going to let you know it's also part of the gig. If you want to put yourself out there, you're going to get destroyed. And he's got the right attitude. i got to be honest with you. He's got the right attitude. He realizes that it goes with the territory. Quote, there's always somebody who's going to be sour no matter what I do, Burkhart told John Hoofling of Deadspin. Well, that's your first mistake, talking to Deadspin. Quote, if they don't like me, I don't give a fuck. I can let it affect me how I... I'm not going to let it affect how I do my job. That's the right attitude. It's the only attitude we can have if he wants to survive in that job. Quote, I think everybody's angry about everything, Burkhart said. Joe Buck is one of the greatest to ever do it, so I never understood the hate he got online. I mean, it's a subjective business. That's true. I'm not naive. I know that there are people that don't like my style. Maybe don't like the way I call a game. That's fine. You can just hope that you do the game justice and you make it an enjoyable experience. So far, I think he does a pretty good job. In today's world, anyone and everyone can grab a social media megaphone. Howard Cosell, one of the greatest to ever do it, would have been relentlessly harassed on social media. That's absolutely a fact. Social media is a dumpster fire. And it would have been great to hear how he would have handled it because he definitely would have. Burkhart has done so preemptively. Quote, look, everyone wants to be loved, right? Question mark. That's the goal. But at the same time, if and this is my favorite part, if the people on Twitter are going to criticize me, then it's like, you try being on TV uncensored for three and a half hours live. There's no delete button. For everyone that says they could do it better, I don't go into a hospital and critique a heart surgeon on his procedure, the odds are they can't do it better. I understand the analogy, but dude, you are calling a football game. You're not exactly performing heart surgery. All right, maybe that's not the best analogy. Not many of the trolls even try to claim they can do it better. That doesn't stop them from complaining about the guy who is doing it. They want someone else doing it so they can complain about the next one. Yeah, I mean... Let's be real. In some of, in some NFL cities, nobody is more popular than the backup quarterback. I, I mean, that's just sort of the way it is. But I think, personally speaking, I like his attitude. Number one, he goes right after Twitter. Okay, and what is Twitter? Nothing but a bunch of nutcases. A bunch of woke nutcases on there. And they're going to come on there, and they're going to fry him. I love the preemptive... You can go F yourself. Yeah. I mean, personally speaking, I'm not offended by the F word or I don't get easily offended. So uh, I kind of like that he proactively just put that out there. You know, I don't care. Some people are not going to like me. It is what it is. So look, some of the best in the business people didn't like. I am sure there are literally people out there that didn't like John Madden. In fact, you know that happened. When he died, we made a, made a video on this channel about John Madden dying, and he got hate. 
think about that a minute. I mean, the goat, if there ever was a goat to be in a booth, right? Personally speaking, my favorite, I'm a big Al Michaels guy. I do like Al Michaels a lot, you know. Do you believe in miracles? Yeah. Awesome. Howard Cosell, I'm old enough to remember Howard in the booth. You know, rest in peace, Howard Cosell. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. I have no problems with this retort by Kevin Burkhart. I don't. I, I think you got to let it roll off your back. you got to do the same thing if you're a content creator. We take all kinds of hate, including death threats, on this channel. So it is what it is. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about a potential Trump 2024 run. Now, me personally, I don't believe it's a potential. I just believe it's a formality at this point. Uh, Donald Trump will announce he will be running for president probably pretty soon, probably after the midterm elections. And then we'll see what happens. But once he does that, I don't believe that anybody would be surprised that he's going to make a run in 2024. Now, we know that the Democrats hate Donald Trump. But also, guys, we know there's a bunch of Republicans that hate him also, especially these establishment Republicans. So now that actually brings me to uh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham needs to be voted out because what this guy guy said today, actually, I don't even know if it was today, but he weighed in on Donald Trump in 2024. And it seems like, you know, he wants Donald Trump to change who Donald Trump is. Now, I believe one of the reasons why Donald Trump got elected in 2016 is because he was keeping it real. He was Donald Trump. Everybody knows him from TV. He's the same person in real life. You know, you're fired, that kind of thing. I believe that that is what helped him get elected in addition to his policies working for this country. Now, on the other side, you have Joe Biden, and clearly his policies are destroying this country. Joe Biden is a very, very divisive person. Joe Biden went on the attack, called over half of the country threats to democracy, and then he backtracked. But check out what Lindsey Graham had to say about Donald Trump. Lindsey Graham said Trump will lose in 2024 to Beijing Biden if he doesn't curb his personality. If it's a personality contest, he'll be in trouble. Well, if he's talking about going up against Beijing Biden, Beijing Biden has a great personality. Really? This man right here has said more racist stuff than Donald Trump ever has. Actually, Donald Trump, I don't recall him saying anything racist. But Beijing Biden, throughout his fifth year career, 
has said a bunch of racist stuff. And he has attacked the American people that did not vote for him. It says this. Senator Lindsey Graham said former President Donald Trump would be a strong contender in the 2024 presidential election if he could only curb his personality. Speaking in an interview with CNBC, Graham said he believes Trump could be the best person to represent the Republican Party in 2024. Quote, whether you like Trump or not, he is a consequential president, Graham said. I think a strong American president, unpredictable, is a good thing as long as you keep it within the boundaries. What does he actually mean by that? His problem is personal. His policies have stood the test of time. But has he worn the American people out in terms of his personality? Time will tell. But I'll say this. After the Biden presidency, if there's a policy debate in 2024, I like his chances. If it's a personality contest, he'll be in trouble. So if you take Joe Biden's personality versus Donald Trump's personality, I'll take Trump's personality all day, 24-7, seven days a week, and twice on Sunday. People realize that Donald Trump was extremely good for this country. And the people that voted for Biden, most of them are not even supporting him now. They don't want him to run in 2024, but let's say that he does. Do you think his personality versus um, the way Biden is going right now, you think that's going to be a problem? Joe Biden's personality is terrible. Terrible. This man despises his opposition. I don't believe that Donald Trump does, but Donald Trump will call, call out the BS. And I expect Donald Trump, if he actually gets into the White House again, to go over there and clean house. Joe Biden is being run by the Marxists and the socialists. We don't exactly know who is actually in charge of Joe Biden, but Joe Biden clearly is not running everything on a day-to-day basis. Somebody's putting batteries in the back of Joe Biden and telling him what to do. He's getting this new um, NPC update every day. But Lindsey Graham, man, this is the problem here with some Republicans. They're weak. Lindsey Graham is weak. And Donald Trump came in and he actually was fighting back. Did he fight back hard enough? Maybe not on some things. But I do believe if he actually gets in the White House again, he's going to go in there and rat shop. I know that people are saying that Ron DeSantis may be a better option. Ron DeSantis is great. But if you look at the polling, Donald Trump is the guy. Donald Trump is going to be the nominee if he runs. And he's going to blow out Ron DeSantis, even though I really, really do like Ron DeSantis. But it's not his time. See, but this is the problem here with these Republicans like a Lindsey Graham and also a Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is doing everything possible for Republicans not to win the Senate in the midterms. He is going out of his way. He needs to be voted out along with Lindsey Graham. This man is ridiculous, completely ridiculous, guys. But 
That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriance for our Black and White Sports. We're bringing back an oldie but goodie for you guys, dearly beloved. We're gathered here today to celebrate the horrible WNBA playoff ratings. They are a dumpster fire rolling downhill on a tire fire. And I know new people to the channel are probably like, what is going on right now? This is one of our old subscriber favorites, which is sports ratings, especially when the WNBA is involved. We all get to celebrate the uh, piss poor league that is subsidized by the NBA, the woke NBA. Oh, and as you can see, I have brought back an old friend. Crying-ass LeBron James is down in the bottom corner of the screen. Uh, You guys know he always saunters his way onto the screen during these ratings videos. And essentially, the WNBA playoffs, this is the playoffs now. Wow, they got beat by almost everything. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Guess who is... They, they, if only, if only Brittany Griner was here. If only Brittany Griner. There's Brittany Griner right there. She's right here to save the WNBA playoff ratings. Right there on the screen underneath me. Um, oh, man, I could so pop off right now. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Let's look at these ratings because this is a dumpster fire of epic proportions this is 822 through 828 wow wow let's just start it nba preseason or nba preseason nfl preseason i'm a little out of practice nfl preseason detroit at steelers did 5,821,000 viewers did a hell of a 1,568,000 in that coveted 18 to 49 advertiser demographic, that is the demographic where advertisers are looking that they're going to try to make their money. Uh, and in case you're wondering, and I know you are, uh, every single NFL preseason game, all right, not, not real game, not real game, preseason game, including Jacksonville Jaguars, Versus the Atlanta Falcons totally destroyed anything to do with the WNBA. Because, of course, it did. By the way, it should be noted, college football on Fox, that that University of Nebraska versus Northwestern game had 4,419,000 viewers and actually beat... The CBS preseason game that was on a Sunday, uh, this game was on a Saturday with 1,589,000 viewers in that advertiser demographic. Yeah, even Stephen F. Austin right here in my neck of the woods uh, against, who is that? Jacksonville State? Who cares? 
541,000 viewers overall. Wow. Okay. Little League World Series absolutely killed it in the ratings. I mean, we've got one, two, um, three, four, five, six, seven games over one million viewers. Wow. Two of them over two million viewers. And uh, a bunch of 900s, 800s, 800s, 700s. Uh, Little League World Series drew real ratings. And in fact, um, TBS, Major League Baseball, Mets, Yankees, got beat by a lot of these Little League World Series games. It did. Fox Saturday Baseball, I don't know who was on that game exactly because it doesn't tell me. 1,945,000 viewers. Little League World Series on the 28th and 27th destroyed Major League Baseball. It did. And by the way, it destroyed all the NFL games too, except for two, it looks like. Uh, actually, let's see. Let me look. Except for, yeah, uh, no, one. Except for one. Technically speaking, it did actually outdo that that uh, Jets-Atlanta game. Wow. Okay, that's, that's for the nauseated only, I guess. Okay. PGA Golf, 2,523,000. That was on the Sunday. That would have been final round. Oh, WWE Friday Night Smackdown. That would be on Fox. 1,986,000 viewers. That's It's been a while since I've not seen Friday Night Smackdown draw at least 2 million viewers, I think. Uh, at least the last few ratings videos I have done. Yikes. That's, that's not great for the WWE. Let's get to the WNBA. Let's get to the WNBA. Um, It's bad. It's real bad. And uh, let me flip back over so I can uh, see you guys here. Okay, so if only they had Brittany Griner, because we know their ratings would be so much better if Brittany Griner was there, right? Right? No, that's not right. That's not right. Supposed to be their biggest superstar in the WNBA. Am I right? Wrong? I don't know. Who cares? Because guess what? Even when they have her, their ratings still completely and totally suck. Let's look at this. WNBA, something called Chicago versus New York. 533,000 viewers. Are you kidding me right now? 533,000. Barely broke a half a million viewers. 208,000 in the key demographic. This next game, Connecticut versus Dallas, didn't break a half a million. Didn't break a half a million. Also on ESPN, with 497,000, top-ranked boxing had 470,000, which did beat the next WNBA playoff game, which was Connecticut versus Chicago. These are the playoffs now. The playoffs. This WNBA game spent... Uh, literally finished 4,000 viewers ahead of a high school football game. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. Wow. Unbelievable. And their other WNBA game, also Connecticut and Chicago, 409,000 viewers. Are you kidding me? NASCAR, of course, destroyed that. 
Ah, Formula One destroyed that. Grand Prix. Belgian Grand Prix on the Deuce, ESPN2. ESPN2. Uh, yeah, it basically, uh, it almost, it doubled up all but one WNBA game. Wow. Wow. NASCAR Xfinity race actually beat every WNBA game. Okay. Every every single one. NASCAR uh, whipped its ass. NBC Premier League also destroyed. That's full Hambert at Arsenal. <laughs> Whatever that is. Sounds like a wrestling match in AEW. Uh, 793,000 viewers. Wow. Okay. So, uh, the WNBA is putrid. And, uh, again, you know, I think the NBA, I can't tell you exactly what the NBA's uh, television contract is. It's a lot. Okay. Any network that decides to get in bed with the NBA is losing their ass on it. Okay. One of the reasons why ESPN lost a bunch of talent uh, a couple of years ago was because they got in bed with the NBA. They paid too much for it, and ta- talent started dropping out. This was a layoff a few years ago. Um, and then uh, this league, I believe their television contract is, I mean, it's way low. It, it, it is something embarrassing for the WNBA. And it's because their ratings are terrible. Nobody watches this league. This league would not be in business if it wasn't for the teat of the NBA continuing to feed it in order to stay in existence. Not even, not even Brittany Griner, not even Brittany Griner can save the WNBA if it was trying to operate solitarily on its own. It should be noted for all these articles that get wrote out there. Oh, Brittany Griner. Oh, Brittany Griner. She's only in Russia because the page, the gender pay gap. Well, nobody watches and nobody cares about the league. So in turn, the television contracts aren't as much. The attendance is not nearly as good as the NBA. So no, they don't get paid as much. It's a revenues-driven sport, and they ain't got no revenue. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty simple. So, I hope you enjoyed this. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Crying-ass LeBron James makes an appearance after being gone for so long. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.